Welcome to the podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel, Bio Soul Integration. There, my goal is to help you integrate body and soul, to help you feel completely, express fully, and live authentically. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Eaker. Let's get into it. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about embodiment and uh, what it means, uh, what it means to live an embodied life, which, you know, it's no small thing, especially when there's been trauma in our lives. And so we're going to talk about what it means to embody trauma and and live an embodied life when there's been trauma and all of the things, some of the things that people encounter when there's been trauma, like addiction, which, yeah, sounds like kind of a big healing, important healing topic. And uh, fortunately, I have Allison Rothman here with me today to help me talk about that. She's a a body-centered wellness uh, coach in Boulder, Colorado. Mm -hmm. But uh, before I get to her, uh, I'm Dr. J from the BioSoul Integration Center in Louisville, Colorado. And I help people embody their soul's gifts and their soul's essence through the hands-on work that I do, which I call body, excuse me, bio-soul integration. And I also do online work with people uh, using a technique called brain spotting. Mm -hmm. And uh, so if you find this interesting, please like, please uh, subscribe to my channel on YouTube and do the social thing wherever you might find this on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. Uh, pass it along to those who might you think might find this information useful. I also will syndicate these episodes onto a audio podcast, so you can find the BioSoul Integration podcast and this episode wherever you listen to your podcasts. I've also written a book, if it didn't hurt, how to resolve your pain and discover your life purpose. So it's kind of the ultimate guide to embodying your pain's wisdom and integrating your soul's essence and your soul's gifts in your body so you can share those gifts on the planet. That book can be found on Amazon in all of the forms. And uh, if you want to save $3 on the paperback, you can find that on my website at biosoulintegration.com. So check that out. But uh, I think that's enough about me. Uh, I'm going to bring on Allison here in a second. She's a speaker. She uh, runs retreats, which I think is very, we were, she and I were talking earlier about how uh, this video thing makes us a little nervous, but I think running retreats, that, that makes me nervous. But so she's a brave soul. She uh, has the Embodied and Awake podcast. She's a body-centered holistic wellness coach in Boulder. She runs an acceptance circle for women. She's a mom. And she just comes from a wide and deep range of life and healing experience of her own and, and touched a lot of hearts uh, in her time in a very positive way, I'm sure. So I'm going to bring her on to chat with her. Hey, Allison. Hi, that was such a sweet intro. Thank you. Yeah, well, like I said, <laughs> when we did uh, when we did your podcast, I feel the, feel the love when I'm... Mm-hmm when I'm having a conversation with you. So that's what happens to me Love it when I'm talking to you. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to start off, first of all, with just let people know where they can find you, how they can find you. Well, best way to do that. Best way is obviously through my website, which is embodymylife.com. I'm also pretty active on Instagram um, at embody underscore life. And, you know, I dip in and out of Facebook and LinkedIn mm-hmm. and that other sure. stuff. But my website is definitely the best way to, to connect. Okay, <laughs> great. Uh, so let's uh, unpack some things here around this whole embodied word and embodied with trauma etc. Um, you know, like you said, embodied embodiment is kind of a big part of your, like when I look at your website, there's that, I don't know where they call it a mantra or kind of a command to embody life. I really mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but so that seems like a important part of your, your work. So what, and it's a word that I think gets bandied about a lot, especially in the Boulder area there, probably. 
what what does embodiment mean? What is that, Allison? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, big question. Has, I know it's a big question, but um, you know, first of all, I just want to acknowledge that it is definitely become very overused mm-hmm. uh, and kind of thrown around as. Mm-hmm um just kind of nonchalantly like yes you must do your embodiment practices and embody so to me i mean it is like foundational Mm. to who we are and Mm -hmm. how we move through the world Mm. it is about coming into deep alignment with the truth of who we are Mm -hmm. with how we um how we speak how we Mm um work how we mother how we father how Mm. we engage with our community Mm -hmm. how we um you know there's no gaps between who we are and our embodiment Mm. and so yeah i mean naming my business came to me after you know decades of exploration and it was just so crystal clear of we have to embody our lives because life just does what it does and Mm. can't you know we can we can certainly separate ourselves from the flow of it and disconnect and and that's all you know a subject i know we're going to get into but the more we can drop into ourselves and it's yes it's about getting into our bodies but it's so much more than that Mm. and i think that that's where the misperception is around Mm. embodiment i mean somebody who has no you know, feeling in their physical body mm. can still be embodied mm. because they are deeply mm. connected to themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So the physical is important, absolutely. But, you know, people are like, oh, but I'm in physical pain all the time, which is your, you know, your specialty or, you know, I, I, um, I you know, I have this injury. So how can I be connected to myself when I'm just so disjointed mm-hmm. in other ways. So that's why it's such a deep internal experience. And to me, you know, it really is birthed from building the capacity to sit with ourselves and to be with ourselves with all, in all terrains of life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, it's learning how to, you know, to, to sit in meditation mm-hmm. diligently, consistently. Mm-hmm. Because me, to me, the meditation practice bridges the gap between who we are and how we move through life. So it, it brings us right into that place of center. Mm-hmm. So, so like every, I don't know, I guess we experience the world through these, through these physical bodies. So I guess meditation is kind of a tool to, to uh, track, uh, track our mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and there's, a, I have a whole spiel about meditation mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, it really is the platform for our, um, to learn how to sit with ourselves in all flavors mm-hmm. of life, mm-hmm. you know, and coming from a background, um, uh, eating disorder, addiction, mm-hmm. high, high trauma, my meditation practice has been an- my anchor you know? Mm. And so that's why no matter what you have going on in your world, Mm. the, the, the way in is through learning how to sit with ourselves and Mm. that is embodiment. Mm. So, so the way in is through what's, what's happening in the moment, what we're feeling, even if, even if it's not comfortable, especially if it's not comfortable learning how to breathe deep down into our bellies, which was a huge Mm. For me and my mm. addiction recovery, you know, because I literally just couldn't sit mm. with the sensations that would come up. And this mm-hmm. is that's why it's practice. You know, I think people, there's this misperception around meditation that mm. we're going to sit and we're going to be like, oh, you know, everything's <laughs> right. out and right. wonderful and lovely. I'm like, no, right. you sit and all your shit comes up mm-hmm. because you stopped moving. You know, mm-hmm. we're just in a culture of distraction. Mm-hmm. So when you sit, and you commit, you know, you set your timer. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting up until that timer goes off. You know, mm-hmm. everything starts swirling. So we gain the capacity to sit in the discomfort mm-hmm. of life, which then translates mm-hmm. out into the world. I was going to say, what about when you can't, you know, when you 
you can't be sitting or you can't, uh, you know, when we, when we meditate, usually you probably, you know, we sit in a quiet space and mm -hmm. try to get rid of distractions and things like that. But what happens when yeah. you can't do that when life happens? Right. Well, and that's the whole thing. I mean, and that's mm -hmm. really the, the premise of my business is like, mm -hmm. how can we build this inner resource and build these muscles, these deep muscles within so that, you know, in our meditation practice, so that when we step out into the world, which I mean, I mean, I meditate at 530 in the morning. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. nobody coming at me then. But mm -hmm. oh, the second my son is awake, the second I check my email, it's like, then I have to put my practice mm -hmm. into action. So it's like, okay we remember oh i know how to sit with my breath i know how mm -hmm. to sit with myself so i'm going to focus on my breath as mm -hmm. i'm moving through there, a difficult mm -hmm. situation comes up i've got that access point mm -hmm. right so it translates that's the whole purpose you know i mean unless right. you're a monk living like <laughs> on a mountaintop right like, we life happens i mean we've right. all got that memo the last couple of years right mm -hmm. <laughs> right yeah. Well, even monks, they don't, they, you know, they, they, I guess the, in the purpose, it's like you, you met it, you sit in a, in a quiet space and you sort of start, try to master that. And then you try to do that while you're raking the garden or while you're taking right. out the trash or while you're washing the dishes or okay. whatever. So That's trying to take that into life. Right. Um, and, you know, again, I think that could be, especially when there's been trauma in mm -hmm. our life, trauma makes that hard or can make that more of a challenge uh you know but i think like i don't know i grew up i don't know i grew up in the midwest and uh my you know i had a pretty my, lots of love to go around like no abuse um sure they're looking back i realized there was kind of a messed up relationship with work and with i don't know maybe religion kind of yeah. left a mark and things like that but you know there was lots of love i didn't uh, so, uh, I guess what, what constitutes trauma, uh, people think of, I don't know, car accidents and abuse and the big obvious things, but, um, uh, can they be, uh, you know, less obvious things? What constitutes sure. trauma? First of all, where in the Midwest did you grow up? I grew up in Nebraska. Oh, you yeah. really grew up in the Midwest. I was, uh, yep. I grew up on a farm in Nebraska. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. so, I, mean, I grew up in the Midwest too, but not. And where was that? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. And I went to AU, Ohio on the, the, the basketball. So. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. only thing in Nebraska, the big thing in Nebraska is the Huskers. That's all. I have, know. Really. I'm aware. Yeah. Anyhow, that was a total aside. Yeah. I wasn't a big sports fan, so okay. I had to find other things to do. Gotcha. So yeah, you know, in the therapy world, they label it as big T and little T, mm. you know, <laughs> so it's like the small traumas mm -hmm. and then you know, the bigger ones of, of, you know, abuse, near death, car accidents, et cetera. But mm -hmm. every day we kind of have these little, mm. trauma, you know, somebody cuts you off on the, mm. the road mm. or you have a really mm -hmm. hard conversation and somebody says something to you that really gets under your skin and you mm -hmm. have a letting go of that and um or your child gets in a something or whatever mm -hmm. it is it's really anything that imprints <laughs> your system right yeah right um but obviously we have to approach the big t and the little t in different ways mm -hmm. but there also are very parallel tools to be using right and so we can practice these i mean like give thanks that you know you never have a, a big t but mm -hmm. unfortunately a lot of humans sure. have and right. will in their lifetime so it's about learning how to you know work with these little t you know situations in a way that um doesn't blow your system out doesn't mm. um you know get into your cells and mm -hmm. to imprint you so that you are moving from a place of, of post-traumatic uh, stress, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, if you happen to encounter a bigger traumatic experience, you're like, oh, I've got these tools that I can pull into this, you know, larger experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can share with you if, if this is the right moment. Sure. Yeah. Talk about, you know, just about 
um, a near-death experience that I had mm, yeah. a couple of years ago. And, you know, this had, had come after a, a consecutive uh, series, if I may say, mm-hmm. this bookend to several big T experiences. Mm traumatic experiences. And I was traveling in Mexico alone, mm. which I've done mm. a of times. And have, have I, I don't know if we've even talked about this. Before. I actually heard you tell that. I think I heard you talk about this on another podcast, but okay. uh, yeah. I don't think we've there talked just, about it. Yeah. There was just so, um, so much wisdom that happened mm-hmm. you know? and so many mm. gems of um, like remembering mm-hmm. that these tools, these practices actually really work and they really serve mm-hmm. when you need them, if mm-hmm. you want, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need to get into the, the details, but middle of the day, uh, a gunshot goes off mm. and, and um, you know, broad daylight, oh my gosh. Like a bomb had gone off, you know. Did you and know it was a gunshot? I did not know it was a gunshot. Mm-hmm. I literally thought it was a bomb oh. because it was that loud, you know? Um, yeah, that was clear. Mm. Uh, must've been close by. It was very, very close by from a place Mm. that I had just come from an hour prior. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was at that time when there were all these mass shootings happening, Mm -hmm. they're happening a lot. Right. Um, Anyhow, you know, I had this moment and then, you know, just watching the activity of all the people running and, of like, well, mm. first of all, I was like, there's no way this can be happening. Like mm. this yeah. stuff, this is stuff you. So surreal. Yeah. So surreal. This is stuff yeah. you hear about on the news and right. it happens to other people, but you know, this, this can't be happening to me. You know, mm. I live, I'm in the, from the Boulder bubble. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but in that moment, I was able to drop into my breath and to mm. my body. Mm. It was, I was like, oh, this is why I've been meditating all these did years. Did you consciously do that or did it kind of happen from your practice? It happened mm-hmm. from practice, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, it didn't take, like in that moment, I was like, oh, thank God I'm a meditator. It was just, mm-hmm. I just, I came just right happened. inside. Yeah. Right inside, I knew what to do. Mm. I knew, you know, I didn't panic. Mm-hmm. I was so grounded and mm. so present. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened after that? You know, I was stuck under a bed by some Mexican. Mm. It was a mess. But you went and I, hid. What's that? You went and hid. I hid. It was wow. a hit by the uh, Mexican drug cartel. Oh, gosh. So you know, the first gunshot went off, and then there were subsequent four other. And so I literally did not know if Mm -hmm. I was going to live or die. I mean, I, I, as I was laying on this, uh, the floor of this hotel Mm. under this Mm -hmm. bed, listening to these gunshots go off, Mm. you know, I, I actually felt super peaceful. I felt Hmm. super connected and grounded. And, you know, you hear people saying that like with near death experiences that they have the moment of like, there's no worries. Right. Right just what's happening mm-hmm. I was in total trust mm. faith hmm. um but you know the point of and there there's so many steps that happened after you know and that i ended up i was the only american i was the mm. only tourist around mm-hmm. i ended up walking around and putting my hands on all these traumatized mm. mexicans who mm. this is their everyday reality mm. they mm-hmm. were crying to me sharing mm. their stories. I, I was like, Oh, I think I was, I don't think I know I was sent there mm-hmm. you know, as a, kind of a light worker, right. as cheesy as that may sound, but, yeah. but you know, the point is that I really got the memo loud and clear mm-hmm. that these practices help. <laughs> they mm-hmm. support us and mm-hmm. like, dragging myself to the cushion at five, five 30 every morning for years upon mm-hmm. years it actually does serve in, right. in the grand scheme of, mm-hmm. of life. So that was a long tangent too. It's I don't know like, what your question was, but. <laughs> no, that's all right. It's kind of like uh, lifting weights or something. It's like working out in the gym, like uh, you strengthen your muscles. And I don't know if you needed to, you know, if you needed to lift a car off of someone mm-hmm. in an emergency, you could, here came mm-hmm. this emergency and you, all this work that you had done. Um, yeah, it just makes me, 
I've had, uh, it kind of brings me chills when you talk about that. It's just amazing how those moments, I think those moments of like, you know, in just, it, it, it uh, consolidates our attention. And that's what happens when we bring our attention so intensely on yeah. something. We penetrate some, penetrate some veil. Because mm-hmm. I've had experiences like that mm-hmm. myself. Um, and that makes me, you know, so makes me think like, so it's possible, you know, people like hearing this might think, well, I've, you know, I've experienced some nasty things, abuse or, or whatever, like, is it even possible for me to heal this? Is it possible for me mm-hmm. to embody this? It's so mm-hmm. unbearable. Yeah. It sounds like it's possible. It, I mean, <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. And, you know, what happens in our lives. And like I said, I've, I had a house fire. I, you know, came through a really abusive marriage, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like just ugly. Hmm. And what I know to be true is that we have our stories. We Mm -hmm. all have experiences that we've gone through, but they don't need to dictate who we are. Mm -hmm. We, that'll always be a part of me, you know, Mm -hmm. it it Mm -hmm. imprinted who I've become as a, you mean you never get rid of it. You never clear it. (laughs) You know, I mean, I think there's different schools of thought with mm. that. I've had gazillions of energy clearing, you know, right, right. Gazillions. but um, does it run the show? Right. Any of it? No, absolutely not. Um, you know, there's different therapies to, to work with, but mm-hmm. to me, I'm all about simple, you know, sure. I'm like, like, how can I keep this energy circulating through my system? Mm. How can mm. I, you know, get into my body and allow space to yeah. of new possibility so when it you gets know, stuck and we start to focus on that and our it's when it gets stuck and exactly that becomes our reality then exactly you know mm-hmm. and there's other you know i write a ton writing mm-hmm. is cathartic mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. um you know it it does demand a lot of mm-hmm. personal work and a lot of attention to it to not get into a state of ptsd you know right make sure it doesn't embed in your tissues mm. and, cells and cause a whole host of other. <clears throat> right. Issues, right. Right. Well, I think so. that's why, you know, it is, it's, it's uh, demanding our attention. And when mm-hmm. we don't give it, get it, give it the attention it needs, then uh, it might manifest itself in all sorts of ways that will draw our attention one way or the other. They'll get us to stop and pay attention. Absolutely. Whether that's yeah. illness or emotional issues mm-hmm. or whatever. Absolutely. Any type mm-hmm. of avoid, mm-hmm. anything really right. that, that needs yep. our attention. We are setting ourselves up for addiction, for mm-hmm. illness, for, you know, some dysfunction in our mm-hmm. life. So, yeah, I mean, I have clients who really struggle with mm-hmm. digesting the trauma in their mm-hmm. life and they mm-hmm. are addicts. I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. I went on the road of addiction for a long time too, mm-hmm. you know, because numbing feels easier to them mm-hmm. than sitting with what's coming up right but i promise that Mm -hmm. you know with support absolutely Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we need support but if you can diligently show up for yourself and Mm -hmm. learn how to sit with this Mm -hmm. heavy emotion this feeling Mm -hmm. sensation it will shift Mm -hmm. but if you come and you stop and you avoid and you distract Mm -hmm. it's it's just going to keep coming in you know or at least keep going to come in and the work that I do in my office when <clears throat> people are, you know, they come to a point where things kind of like coming to a head, uh, there's, a, you know, emotion arising. And I, mm-hmm. and I always coach people to just like commit to giving that permission to be there. And the same thing always happens if you can give enough attention to things when they arise. We always come out the other, if we give it enough kind attention, we always come out the other side. Always. I yeah. love to put that in because, you know, I think, and I, I get it, you know, there might be more waves and other waves of that. hundred percent. It's but, not just a, a one and done, by yeah, any right. but, but, you know, I think people, they feel like they're going to die if yeah. they, if they they're going to get lost in this forever, forever. Yeah. Yeah. It. but if yeah. you can allow and give permission mm-hmm. and yeah it there it comes in waves you mm-hmm. know but that's why you build the tools and you do the practices so you can meet these waves right. with yourself you know mm-hmm. embodied and whole and aligned and why we get help why we, we need get help, help. 
to have someone show us the who can bridge that gap for us. Exactly. That's what we're all here for. We're here to help each other. I know. I love it. Uh, you mentioned addiction before. I'll ask some questions about that. But uh, I was wondering, like, it makes <clears throat> me think of what about trauma that's, I mean, do we have to remember it? Mm. You know, you. Um, I think of things that happened when we were too young to remember. Or what about things that happened like, like familial stuff? Does that... Yep. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course it counts because it's in our, our bodies. It's in mm. our cells. It's in our being. I am not a believer in mm. rehashing the past. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I do, mm. there's a time and a place to go back into the childhood, mm-hmm. you know, kind of do your own healing mm. work on it. But I struggle with, you know, practitioners who are constantly taking mm. their back into the gum. Mm. Mm. And kind of making them kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I think that, yeah, you know, we can go back in and we can just honor and acknowledge, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I mean, this is to say that, you know, I didn't have significant trauma as a kid. I I worked Mm. with clients who did, you know, Mm -hmm. and so we dip in and out, you Mm -hmm. know, because if we go too far in and we Mm -hmm. just, they're not functioning in their lives now, right? Mm -hmm. So how right. can you bring that into the present moment and work mm. with that trauma, right. you know, now, currently, yeah. you know, without dwelling in the sure. past, but it, anything that's happened, even in the, you know, utero, you know, mm. mm-hmm. it's all part of us, mm. but I feel like we have choice as to how we meet, if we want to live and, mm-hmm. and reside in this past stuff, or if we want to choose to mm-hmm turn you know towards right our our current selves right adult selves yeah it seems like uh you know uh, i think about like cognitive psychotherapy you know you can you can like know all the reasons academically why why i do this why i have this issue because of my parents and because of how they treated me or whatever um and uh, kind of, yeah, the, that doesn't mean that doesn't solve the problem. Like the stuff is still, it's still a, it's still part of our cells. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. in our cells. So that sort of embodied piece, the, the, the solution is kind of in the present moment. Yep. Sounds like you're saying, you're saying you kind of like, there's enough in the present moment to, yeah. to, to, uh, there's enough that gets brought up in the present moment. Absolutely. I I just don't think, you know, and I'm, my work is very body centered, holistic. Mm -hmm. Like I try to avoid too much talking from up here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, yeah, you can spend your whole Mm -hmm. life being pissed off at your parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is that going to do? You know, how is that going to solve anything? You know, there just comes a point in time when, we, we have to take personal responsibility, you know, and recognize that we can, we can shift this pattern mm-hmm. from deep within us. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what anybody else has done to us, mm-hmm. said to us or, you know, et cetera. But, um, you know, we can empower ourselves mm-hmm. through this work, you know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean we're avoiding or mm-hmm. bypassing at all you know right. but um so in that case like sorry no no so in that case like embodying that you're pissed off at your parents i mean what does that look like is that like him feeling the anger uh what does yeah. it look like yeah i mean i think it's it's feeling what you need to feel mm-hmm. finding compassion mm-hmm. you know i mean especially like i'm in my late 40s mm-hmm. you know i mean how long can you dwell on mm-hmm. what happened when you were in high school or whatever right. it is, you know, compassion, mm-hmm. empathy, compassion for, you know, whoever. And I, I'm not saying I have issues with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> you probably <laughs> do. You're human. <laughs> but, you know, it just gets to this point of like, how long can you blame other people for, for your issues, you mm-hmm. know, for your traumas, yeah. your the dramas of a mm-hmm. human existence. I know I'm mm-hmm. always, like, all of our kids are going to be in therapy. You know? <laughs> how, 
evolved we are as, mm -hmm. as conscious right. humans, you know, there's <clears throat> totally <clears throat> imperfect, right? right? So yeah, it is about learning. I'm all about feel your feelings, feel mm -hmm. it to you, you know, mm -hmm. because if you don't, then it gets suppressed and squashed down into your body. Yeah. Right. Does that mean like having a felt sense of it in your body? What does that mean to like feel your feelings? Well, I think it comes out in a lot of ways. Okay. You know, I, I personally have done, you know, and do a ton of work um, using movement to. Mm -hmm. mm, okay. Sometimes it's out of the voice, you know. Sure. Like some people have our lead from a different, some people are kinesthetic, some people are visual, some people are feeling sense, some so. Exactly. exactly. Right. But what I know is that just talking about it mm -hmm. doesn't yeah. get you so far Stay and that, in our heads there exactly yeah. and that's where i feel like talk therapy we, you only get so far mm -hmm. because kind of recapitulating so yeah you're angry okay where do you feel it oh i feel mm -hmm. it in my throat mm -hmm. what do, you do to mm -hmm. to shift that you know mm -hmm. and maybe it's right maybe it's you know go outside and have scream maybe it's mm -hmm. Oh, like, you know, how do you express mm -hmm. emotion in a healthy way that doesn't come out sideways? And right. Like, you know, um, really I was going to say, like, what does this? So you start giving me an idea there, like what a session might kind of like look like. How does that mm -hmm. unfold? How might that look? Mm -hmm. You kind of mentioned a little bit there. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's different. So, mm, um, that's true. you know, in general, you know, I always say I'm like, I've got gazillions of tools in my toolbox. Uh -huh. so whatever okay. is presented and different people are, are their comfort levels mm -hmm. are really mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. a lot of movement to some mm -hmm. people is like they shut down right they're like i can't i can't do that you know mm -hmm. so you know you know mm -hmm. always talk some for mm -hmm. sure but i'm i'm constantly interjecting and asking them to what's going on in your body can you track the sensations mm -hmm things are where things are moving you know sometimes we um get on the floor you know mm. earth is very supportive mm. for a mm. lot the nervous system mm -hmm. to drop. Mm -hmm. so that's their comfort level and that's mm. where they can have the emotional release right. i do put i do hands-on stuff you know mm -hmm. um but my main focus you know movement obviously sometimes mirror work etc mm -hmm. but my main focus is keeping people as present mm -hmm. as possible mm -hmm. as in circle, you know, circuit, mm -hmm. as the emotion comes up, as the mm -hmm. memories, you know, mm -hmm. like deep trauma that they're mm -hmm. just remembering mm -hmm. as the memories surface, come, you know, come into your body. Where, mm -hmm. do you, where are you feeling that? You know, sometimes right. people start shaking. They got to mm -hmm. shake out of their, out of their limbs, out of mm -hmm. their, you know, their bodies, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes getting into child's pose is the mm -hmm. most supportive thing with my hands on them and guiding mm -hmm. them. So, you know, trauma can be so disconnecting and it's mm -hmm. so disembodying, you know, mm -hmm. you've had an invasion to your system, right? You know, you naturally exit, you naturally mm -hmm. want to. So this is, this mm -hmm. works so much about getting mm -hmm. back into the body yeah. and back into the regulating the nervous system, mm -hmm. learning how to cycle emotions mm -hmm. through drowning in them. Mm -hmm. You know, so I really aim to give people tools so that mm -hmm. when they're not in session and stuff comes up, they have those tools to mm -hmm. work. With. Right. So that's yeah, it sounds just by giving them sort of permission to be how they are. I suppose a lot of the problem happens that we think I shouldn't be feeling this or, you know, and just giving them permission to sort of feel however it is that they feel. Yes. I think there's some relief in that and things maybe start to unfold. There's some wisdom in, mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. and it unfolds. Yeah. And giving them, giving them again, these tools, you mm -hmm. know, and, and giving them the opportunity to explore their emotional repertoire. Cause mm -hmm. I think, you know, I work with a lot of women and, and, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of women are very suppressed emotionally, mm. you know, and um, so the emotion feels too big for mm -hmm. them to mm. other environment. So I right. am, you know, seek to to provide this safe mm -hmm. space for them to be mm. however they need to be, you know, right. as big as the emotion is. Sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, I love that. I yeah, definitely 
I'm becoming aware of time. I have a seven and a half year old daughter. I become aware of times when, you know, I'm trying to like, Hey, you're too, you know, you're too Mm. much. Mm. And I catch those moments. Don't want to instill that in her. She'll end up at the therapy. She'll end up in a therapy later on down the road. Yep. (laughs) We do the best we can, you know? Right. So uh, addiction, that was the other piece. Mm -hmm. How, how does addiction play into all this? Well, addiction's a distraction and it's a mm. way of coming, you know? And so when things are, feel too big and scary and, um, you know, I, I developed a uh, eating disorder when I was seven mm. um, and, you know, it became my coping mechanism for um, navigating the world, you mm-hmm. know? And, you know, I did have some sexual trauma when I was, mm. when I, uh, mm. when I was about, 12 ish, mm. um, that I had, I had totally suppressed. Mm. I didn't remember until I was in my early twenties. That sounds so like such a common thing. It is. Again, I'm afraid for my daughter a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, and I'm raising a boy and I mean, I feel like mm. it's a huge responsibility to have mm. these potent conversations mm-hmm. you know, about what's appropriate, you know, yeah. with, with women, but anyhow, you know, Addiction becomes the way of coping with any discomfort of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that goes with big T and little T, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I I have clients who who don't even necessarily recognize that they're Mm -hmm. addicted to something because it Mm -hmm. can be as like benign as I'm addicted to social media. I was going to say, there's like, you think of addiction, like, again, people might think, well, I'm not an alcoholic, I'm not doing substance abuse, or I don't have a gambling problem or sex, uh, you know, sex addiction or whatever. But there are other, I imagine, little, little a addictions. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's anything that's distracting you from the present mm. moment, it can be mm. your phone, it mm. can be anything um, that's distracting you from the present moment. That's it is. an addiction. It is really, it and nobody's perfect, you know, right. we all have them. Busyness is an addiction, mm-hmm. avoiding dropping in to the, I'm so, I mean, how many people say I'm so busy. I'm so, right. I'm, okay, right. I gotta, busy. I gotta get my list. I gotta do all the things on my list. Yeah. You know, and, and that's okay. I mean, social media, checking email, um, be texting with people, shopping, mm-hmm. um, coffee. I mean, really, mm. Lots of yeah, good. I mean, even uh, you know, uh, meditation could be a. We could use that to distract any of the things that we would otherwise be good things. Working out or work or right. Yeah, I mean, spiritual practice can be can be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Sex definitely an addiction. But spiritual practice can be people who Mm -hmm. dive so full bore into something Mm -hmm. they're not dealing with Mm -hmm. their lives. You know. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, yeah, I mean, there's big addictions such as drugs and alcohol, et cetera, but I think it's really important to recognize our human tendencies mm-hmm. towards these addictive ways, you know, mm-hmm. and how maybe they're, we're avoiding something, how they're serving us, you know, mm-hmm. why, what, what am I? what am I avoiding? What am I um, not quite dealing with in, mm-hmm. in my life, you know, and I, I can't help. I'm, I, I analyze everything. <laughs> you know, I love to dig in. I'm a Scorpio. Sure. Like I just, so for me, it's about mm-hmm. finding balance of mm-hmm. finding lightness and fun. And, you know, rather mm-hmm. than always like analyzing the <laughs> human way, right. you know, so, and that's kind of an addiction too. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. An obsession. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, I'm like, it's a pretty healthy obsession mm-hmm. you know, because I genuinely have so much passion for yeah. supporting humanity. You right. Know? You um, use the knowledge gain there to help people. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that kind of like connects trauma and trauma and addiction, I guess. It's something that we use addiction, generally something that we use to, you know, avoid to distract ourselves. So, mm-hmm. I mean, again, like how does the embodiment piece play in there? I guess, how does embodiment sort of solve Mm -hmm. that problem or or help 
help addiction exactly. or, or what can, or what can one expect, I guess, as far as addictions go and, and the possibility for healing that through embodiment. Well, again, you know, embodiment is learning how to be with ourselves mm. in any mm-hmm. terrain, any flavor of life. And, you know, I do want to say that also sometimes addictions play out not when we're feeling uncomfortable, but when we're really feeling great, mm. you know, a, a client just talk about um, how she went and did this beautiful ceremony and was so open and happy and joyful. And the first thing she wanted was a beer, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, what's that about, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we don't, we're, we're too scared to feel good too, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. to me, the embodiment just kind of bridges the gap of mm-hmm. all of it. It's like a home base, you know? Mm-hmm. And I have a 25 year yoga practice too. So I'm kind of coming in from that, that mm-hmm. realm. But, mm-hmm. you know, how can we feel peace in ourselves from deep within, no matter mm-hmm. what is going on around us? Mm-hmm. And that's even when, you know, you know, I would say the food addiction is the hardest addiction to overcome because you have to eat, right? You right. can't oh, not yeah. eat, right? Mm-hmm. I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's like, how can we learn how to also be so compassionate with ourselves when mm-hmm. you know, perhaps we go eat the bag of cookies and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. you know, so how can we not start kicking your butt? So not start kicking your butt, beating yourself up. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's this constant dialogue and relationship mm-hmm. with ourselves to bring us into alignment, embodied mm-hmm. alignment with mm-hmm. the truth of who we are and the truth of who we are, are imperfect humans. Right. So, going to fuck up, you know, yeah. we're going to do things that are not necessarily in alignment, but how can, you know, in our relationships, my God, mm-hmm. you know, like in our parenting, all of it, but how can we bring it together, you right. know, and come into center. And so that goes with, with addictions. If you're mm-hmm. really becoming aware, oh my gosh, I have all these addictive patterns. It's really say, awareness sounds like a big piece because mm-hmm. you're going to be aware of all of those parts of ourselves that, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, self-awareness, self-reflection, mm-hmm. you know, and that is key to coming back into center, you mm-hmm. know, you, f- you forget to remember, I always say that, you know, we forget to remember, mm-hmm. you say something, we're like, I thought I was, I thought I like was a little more evolved than that, you know, to our, you know, as I'm like yelling at my son, get trying to get out the door, I'm like, could you just tone it down a little bit right. here, you know, but you know, we do the best we can and then we come back home and mm-hmm. we drop back in. But doing these embodiment practices, be it meditation, be it um, movement, mm-hmm. um, you know, I consider writing an embodiment practice. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. anything that that um, brings in a deeper sense of awareness mm-hmm. who we are, mm-hmm. that, that just becomes our anchor. That becomes mm-hmm. our focal point. And we can strive to move from that place you know in in all of the the flavors of of our crazy human life Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah it's a challenge it sounds like but a worthwhile a -hmm. worthwhile challenge yes yeah i I think so (laughs) what's the alternative right yeah exactly (laughs) right right yeah might as well make the make the best of it sounds like it's part of making the best of what we Mm -hmm. have here Mm -hmm. yeah well, I think uh, that feels good to me. Is there, I got a lot of great nuggets there <clears throat> from you. Is um, there anything else that you feel like we didn't talk about that feels important that you want to mention? Um, yeah. oh, I, have, I know I have a question. What, what are, what would be good people? I don't know who are people who would sort of like hit the ground running with you, you know, who would, I don't want to use the word ideal client, but uh, who are the <laughs> who are the people who would just sort of really hit the ground running and appreciate you know land mm-hmm. with you? Mm-hmm. Good question. That you guys could take off and we run take- together. Yes, um, you know, like I said, I, I primarily do work with women at this. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, <clears throat> I'm not opposed to working with men, mm-hmm. but you know, that's just kind of what I feel like my. Um, 
my forte is. Fashion. Mm -hmm. I work with, yes, I work with, it seems as though women in midlife, a lot mm -hmm. of women in midlife. And interestingly, I've been drawing in a lot of women, young women in their early 20s mm. who mm. are really, um, you know, kind of struggling to find themselves. Mm. And I think, you know, it's like something <clears throat> happens in your mid, in your early 20s that also happens in midlife. You know, it's right. this kind of reinvention. Cycles. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely. So, um, women in transition, women who are who have lost connection of themselves to themselves, um, be it they're in midlife and their relationships have fallen apart, and mm -hmm. trying to figure them mm -hmm. find who they are, trying to find obviously, themselves again. Yeah, exactly. You know, obviously, addiction. I work a lot with addiction, a lot with trauma, um, and a lot of these these women, sadly, have had um, a lot of trauma in their mm -hmm. life their childhoods through teenage years mm -hmm. um, so you know the thing i would say is that my work is not a quick fix it is mm -hmm. not okay i'm going to sign up for two sessions and i'm right. going to feel better you know <laughs> you tear the band-aid off and all is well like right. really the people who do mm -hmm. i don't even like using the word success but mm -hmm. the people who um get the most out of working mm -hmm. are those who really commit you know, right. I have some who have been working with me for a year, some three mm. years, some six months, you know, mm -hmm. they really understand and they're willing to do the work right. our sessions, you know. Right. Um, so, you know, the work is so powerful. It's so meaningful, so deep, mm -hmm. so transformative. Sounds like it. Yeah. But you have to be willing to show up and to sure. really do it. Work. I was saying. So it's not something that you do for them. No. You know, at no. all. I mean, this no. is they're doing the work. Mm -hmm. I'm a yeah. I always call myself I'm a guide, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I can offer tools, I can offer wisdom that I've gleaned over the years. I can be of tremendous support, but mm -hmm. I can't do the work yeah. for them. Right. And that's yeah. always the way it is. We can have help, I guess, or a guide, but and inevitably we all, we have to do the work ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think the other piece that I was going to add in mm, is mm -hmm. the importance of community and reflection. Mm, you know, mm -hmm. I'm really into group uh, process and um, that's why I run these retreats, mm -hmm. consistent women's groups that we don't need to do it alone and that our healing is enhanced when we are in mm. a support community because mm -hmm. we can get so many mirrors and reflections and and really feel like oh there's nothing really wrong with me here mm -hmm. like, they right. have something going on too right. that that's like same same but different you right. know flavor but just a little bit different and mm -hmm. it just I have had tremendous success in and it's it's always you know life <clears throat> um changing when mm -hmm. when come together and are able to be real and vulnerable and mm -hmm. share. Um, so the community piece is, is huge mm -hmm. in the book too. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us are, do a lot of when we're isolated or by ourselves, we do a lot of comparing to others, yeah. you know, and you don't realize like, Oh, yep. this person I'm passing on the street is going through something really, and you know, really, in, maybe worse than my problem or really intense or, you know, so yeah. Community seems like a big, huge, yeah. Huge. You know, and we've been in, we were in isolation for right. essentially. Right. So, you know, I started running a, a women's group on zoom and mm. I was so resistant to it, but it's been incredible. Like some mm. of the women are still in it after, you know, in 15, 15 months later, you know, because it's right. been such an anchor for them. And, um, you know, and there's this piece around accountability, you know, people can be accountable to me as their practitioner, mm -hmm. But when you're a part of a community, mm -hmm. it's a whole other realm. Right. So, right. Yeah. Great. Well, I think that sounds, that's amazing. <laughs> Allison, uh, thanks for sharing mm -hmm. your heart and your passion with me here with us, whoever ends up watching this. And uh, I, can you mention again how, to, how people can find you, get a hold of you? And also, I, I saw on Facebook, maybe you have maybe an upcoming something or other you do so you should mention that i will thank you for doing your research well thank you so much for having me too yeah 
Um, my pleasure. So my website again is uh, embodymylife.com. Mm -hmm. And I do have a super awesome women's retreat coming up uh, in July at Joyful Journey Hot Springs, mm. which is in the San Luis Valley here in Colorado. It's absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. uh, 365 degree views. Mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh, I, the last one I did was summer solstice of 2019. And mm -hmm. who knew it was going to take this mm. long back, but <laughs> right. it. Um, and so it's a combination of um, gentle embodied yoga, dance mm. and movement, meditation, uh, women's circles, ritual ceremony. I'm bringing one of my dear friends who's an incredible um, chef, holistic mm. chef, organic food, uh, hot springs, nature. Um, it's just going to be a, a beautiful experience mm. that's happening uh, towards the end of July and registration mm -hmm. uh, live uh, on my website. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah that sounds nurturing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Want to come? <laughs> that's a women's retreat, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think I could pull it off. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I have to cut. I have to maybe get rid of the beer. Yeah, you'd have to do something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, all right, Allison. Well, thanks for chatting with me. Thank you. I uh, so appreciate it. And uh, everyone listening, yeah, check out Allison Rothman <laughs> at embodylife.com. Embodymylife.com. Okay. Yes. Great. And uh, everyone else uh, who might see this again, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, like it, share it with anyone who might be interested or found this information useful. Check out my book at biosoulintegration.com. And uh, thanks for listening. And I look forward to helping you express more life. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Mm -hmm. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening to the BioSoul Integration Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my BioSoul Integration YouTube channel. You can also find me on the web at BioSoulIntegration.com. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day.